got the Wiz and Guru. We have been breaking down fantasy impact. We've been like combining what teams did the draft to their free agent offseason signings, their current roster, and just trying to give an early look ahead to next season's fantasy impact. How you doing over there, Guru? I am doing fine, Wiz. Uh, lovely, lovely Tuesday. Cinco de Mayo, actually, in, uh, for everybody today. It is. It is. Beautiful, uh, beautiful day. And uh, you listen, we want people to uh, listen to the podcast, enjoy it while, uh, you know, you use it as a, as a distraction. Uh, we want people to subscribe um, uh, and give us some feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you're enjoying. So t- tell people once again where, where we are, how they can locate us and uh, – and, uh, and 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 how they could uh, not only subscribe but like you know put put some feedback what they want to hear. Yeah, sir, certainly. And there's uh, iTunes and 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 Spotify. Those are two places uh, that have uh, accepted our wonderful product, which is really nice. Um, on the iTunes platform, you're able to to rate the product. You're also in both platforms. You're able to subscribe. Um, so that's where, what we'd like people to do. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, more close cohesiveness with our fan base out there during the season where we we're going to address emails that we get and we're going to also take uh different suggestions for what we can do in episodes going forward so that's what uh that's what it's there for so please reach out and please speak out absolutely um and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go right to it we're gonna get right to the nfc south uh and we're gonna start with i guess what would be considered the favorite uh not as prohibitive uh, before the Brading and Gronkowski signings to the Bucks, but uh, we'll get to the Bucks uh, down the road in this podcast. But let's start off with the Saints, uh, a veteran-laden roster that's been together with the uh, you know the, the, the basically uh, the same the same roster for for a few years. A lot of guys that have familiarity with each other. Uh, looks like the transition will be a little bit easier for them than some teams. So have at it. What do you think about the Saints? What they did in the off season and. Uh, how that affects the uh, some fantasy guys coming into the season. So they were one of the, they were in good fortune in that they had the roster that they they do, and also on the, on the flip side, they didn't have a lot of picks in this draft. Uh, ended up making only four draft selections uh, after uh, making a trade to get back in, even with their last pick. So, look, this is the team to beat. They are the reigning champions of the division. Drew Brees, most likely, a lot of folks feel that this will be his swan song season, and so be it. Um, he has been in a tremendous, tremendous player for an extended period of time. Uh, out with an injury last year, Teddy Bridgewater filled in admirably, going 5-0. and uh, A very interesting player in Taysom Hill, who they now have signed through the 2021 season. Um, you know, I remember that playoff game against your Vikings. That guy just went bananas in that game, passing, catching, running. You know, maybe it's a glimpse of the future there. I don't know. At the same time, they make a very, very insurance play in bringing in Jameis Winston. He gets to learn in a, in a relaxed environment. So hopefully it's something that works in his favor, much like it did for um, – uh, Ryan Tannehill last year. So that's it for the quarterback position. You know, the, uh, Alvin Kamara is is the lead running back. This is a team that has one of the better second, say, backups or slash one uh, A runner in 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 Latavius Murray, who a few, a few games that uh, Kamara did miss last year, a very effective player. They get some help with Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Mike Thomas is you know broke records last year. He's he should be the number one wideout targeted. 
Uh, so I think the most interesting thing that they did with this draft is, is bringing in is bringing in Troutman um, from from Dayton. Adam Troutman. They brought him in. They traded up to get the player. You know, uh, Brett, you've talked uh, you've talked a little bit about Jared Cook before, so I'll let you expound upon that. You know, but bringing in a player into this offense, which there's been periods of time where the the tight end has been a really big part of what the, the Saints do. So it's an interesting wrinkle in the offense. I like what I see here. This is the team to beat in the division still, despite what the uh, the Buccaneers have done. Yeah, I think there are a few coaches and teams that when they trade up or they do something involving an offensive player, it's a player you have to give an extra look to. One being Andy Reid and the other is Sean Payton. They had limited picks. They actually made a trade up in round three. They they lost one of the few picks that they had to go up and get Adam Troutman. Uh, Jared Cook is an aging tight end, I think. Um, and uh, he's he's he was touchdown dependent last season. I think Adam Troutman is an interesting player. Put in an interesting system, drafted by an interesting offensive mind. So I think Adam Troutman is uh, a guy to, to be on the lookout for uh, in terms of fantasy impact next season. I mean, we don't have to talk about really Kamara and Mike Thomas. We we are well aware of, of uh, how great they are. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Interesting to see if this is Drew Brees. Uh, last season. He's in the broadcast booth next year. But uh, yeah, Troutman's a guy to keep uh, an eye on. Um, Moving along uh, in that division, we're going to go to the Atlanta Falcons, who didn't do much in terms of offense on draft day, but they, you know, there was some interesting free agent stuff with offensive players getting in there. I'll let you talk about that, but I'm sure you're not going to go through this uh, podcast talking about the Falcons without mentioning Young Hoku. And, uh, and uh, we'll terms, let boy. you have at it. What do you think about the Falcons? A term loves Mr. Koo. Um, and he did have a great uh, end of season kicking uh, efforts. But yeah, th- look, I would say as far as teams go, Matt Ryan is as consistent a performer we have seen at quarterback, you know, over the last 10, 12 years. Uh, you know, very, very solid player with a very strong wide receiving core. Julio Jones, yes, he's nicked up a lot with that foot, but he is a beast. Uh, I mean, I love Calvin Ridley as a, as a number two guy there. And before he got hurt last year, he was on his way to some wonderful things. And, and Russell Gage, also a nice little player. Once Sanu was traded off to New England, you know, he contributed quite well there. I mean, the biggest news is, is uh, I think you used to call him Melonhead. Unfortunately, Devonta Freeman, could just never stay on the field. And they bring in Todd Gurley, who there's a lot of mystery around how he was used last year. I I know he's not the same dynamic player as he was when he first came into the league, but he's going to be a running back in this offense. They don't have much behind him. If he's healthy, you know, yeah, Quinn is is fighting for his job. I would also argue so is Dimitrov, the the GM. This is a team that is looking to win. They have a good roster. They need some help on defense, and that's where they made their picks in the draft. They picked up AJ Terrell and they picked up Marlon Davidson. You know, so I, I like this team overall. I, I they disappointed everyone last year, but they could surprise some people because the personnel is very strong there still. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not a big I, I don't, I'm not yeah you know, big I'm not optimistic about the Falcons 
this year. Um, you know, one thing they they lost Hooper. They um, well, they got Hurst though, right? Yeah, well, they 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 lost Hooper and they got Hurst, who wasn't what the Ravens uh, had thought he was going to be, or you know, kind of kind of got leapfrogged in the in the depth chart. Uh, so not sure if he's going to be that guy. But I will say that that uh, that in one of the undrafted, you know, more interesting undrafted free agent signings, um, they they have a they did they did take a tight end from Vanderbilt, Jared Pickney, who I was kind of surprised wasn't drafted later in the draft. But that could be a guy to keep your eye on uh, as a real under the radar guy that kind of could push Hurst for playing time um, if Hurst doesn't really turn things around with the Falcons. So I guess, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Moving on to another team that had seven picks and drafted zero offensive players, Carolina Panthers kind of like resolved their offensive issues in the offseason in terms of player personnel. Robbie Anderson, they thought was, you know, get another receiver in there, new coach, new offensive coordinator. Um, there's some real optimism for Carolina. It took all defense, which made sense considering you know their offense is certainly the better part of their team. Uh, getting uh, you know Bridgewater in there now. Uh, so go ahead, have at it, Carolina well, Panthers this year. Look, they lost Luke Kuechly, they lost Cam Newton, and they lost Greg Olson. Really, three very prominent faces of, of that team over the last few years. So, and as you mentioned, yes, they made their, they made their, uh, their moves on offense. Robbie Anderson, it, it will be the longer uh, down the field threat for this team at the receiver position. Um, I think one interesting signing to keep in mind, Christian McCaffrey on the field a ton. He's a beast. He's the number one running back, you know, bar, bar no one. Um, but Mike Davis is a guy who, in the past, when he's been given an opportunity, has produced. So there's a, a little bit more of a competent backup running back, and maybe Christian McCaffrey gets a few breaks here and there, though you know, I don't see that happening all too frequently. Um, but this is a defense that needed, needed help, and I think they gave as much help as they possibly could. There's a chance that you know, the top four picks that they made could all start between Chin um, – uh, and and the rest of the guy, you know, Chin at the safety position, obviously Brown, uh, 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 Gross Matos from Penn State. So they're trying to help themselves on the defensive side of the ball in the draft, is which they, which is what they did, and hopefully they can compete with the with the top two uh, teams in this league, which are the Saints and the Buccaneers. All right, uh, good segue. Let's get to the Bucks. Uh, Bucks have a I don't know if anyone knows this. The Bucks will have a new quarterback this year. Tom Brady, um, they um, they you know ha- didn't have too many draft picks. They got lucky, I feel, and drafted the last of the uh, four elite tackles in Tristan Wirfs. They moved up a pick to get that player. Um, they uh, also took Keyshawn Vaughn. Not sure he is going to be a real, real threat to Ronald Jones. Uh, I think if you're Ronald Jones, you could have been a lot more worried about you know a different type of player they could have drafted there. Um, Tyler Johnson could be interesting uh, as maybe the third or fourth wide receiver there. They also did have another signing. Run If you're familiar with Rob Gronkowski, he is elected to join Tom Brady. So have at it. Talk about Tampa Bay, what they did, and the uh, fantasy impact of these guys. So Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Uh, 
greatest quarterback of all time, arguably, and he comes into Bruce Arians' offense. And Bruce Arians has had a lot of success with a lot of quarterbacks. He tried his hardest with Jameis Winston, but he's worked with Manning. He's worked with Roethlisberger. So it's a great situation. Um, The receiving core is excellent. Uh, I think Godwin is the biggest beneficiary of Tom Brady. I think you'll see him play in the slot a lot. I'm I'm not sure the ball gets down the field enough for a guy like Mike Evans. Um, But, you know, they're tight ends. There's three of them there. You include Gronk, which, again, I wouldn't go crazy drafting this player. Um, he's a, he's an older guy, so I don't see him returning to the form that he once played to, played to uh, when he was with the Patriots. And they have O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid there. So Brady's going to have a lot of choices at running back. I'm not impressed with Ronald Jones overall. They drafted um, Keyshawn Vaughn from, from Vanderbilt as well. Um, you know, it remains to be seen how much of a dent he could make into, in, into Ronald Jones' playing time. So, you know, this is going to be a very potent offense, without a doubt. And, and of course, you mentioned Werfs. you got to protect your assets, and, and he'll be there. I, I, I want to say one thing about this team that maybe will go undernoticed. Um, this defense will definitely benefit from its offense being better and not turning the ball over as frequently. Tom Brady turned the ball over in five years as much as Jameis Winston turned it over last year. The... Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the number one rushing defense in the NFL last year. Todd Bowles is the defensive coordinator. That's a great job for Todd Bowles. He's not a head coach, but he is a great defensive coordinator. In the last seven games of the season, they were the number three ranked passing defense. Do not sleep on the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense coming into this season because I think it could be an elite defense with a much improved Offense, offensive efficiency that you will see in Tampa Bay. All right. This is something that we talked about, how an offense can affect the defense and a defense can affect an offense when it comes to fantasy football. So you have it here first. Are you giving out Tampa Bay as one of your potential sleeper slash elite defensive slash special teams next year? It's not going to be a sleeper. It's going to be an elite defense. 78 yards allowed per game. Jameis Winston threw the ball to the other team too much. And he turned yeah, it over too much. There's, there's no question about that. And the fact that Tampa Bay will have games where they're um, leading as opposed to always being in these wild shootouts where they're trailing, that'll allow their pass rush to get after the opposing quarterback. So so no no question, a competent offense that knows how to you know not turn the ball over, keep time of possession will certainly help their defense. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we covered everything about Tampa Bay. I will I will say one last thing is that I think their offensive personnel they will be in twelve offensive personnel. I think seventy five percent eighty time, eighty percent of the time. Twelve offensive personnel is when you play with two tight ends on the field. Uh, you know, one when you say twelve personnel or thirteen or eleven, what that means is the, the first number is how many running backs are on the field, and the second number is how many tight ends are on the field. So certainly the the Patriot, uh, the Bucks will be playing with two tight ends on the field. A lot, and that'll be, I believe, their their main personnel setting. And uh, you know, I think that they're going to uh, figure out ways to get OJ Howard and and him the ball. And uh, I think Gronk will be a really fantastic mentor and influence on uh, 
O.J. Howard. So, Wiz, let me ask you. Let, let me ask you one question, Wiz, before we wrap up. Yeah, and that and that is the third receiver on this team. So they did draft Tyler Johnson from Minnesota, and I know you said you watched a lot of Minnesota football last year. They have an interesting slot guy in Scotty Miller, who we know Tom Brady has made some slot guys famous over the years. And Justin Watson stepped in last year when they had some injuries and had a couple of decent games at the end of the year. Where do you see, who do you see filling in that third receiver spot for, for the Bucks? Well, I, like I said, I think their base offense is going to be two receivers. But I think, to your point that you mentioned earlier, when they do play with three wide receivers on the field. I believe they're going to move Godwin in the slot, which is a position that he, he will, you know, uh, is perfect for him. And I see, I think you're going to see a lot of Tyler Johnson, quite frankly, leapfrog the rest of those guys on the depth chart and be playing outside in three wide receiver sets. So I, I, those other guys are okay, but I, I look, you know, for Tyler Johnson to get in there and, um, and, and when they're playing with three wide receivers, uh, which I don't think is going to be that often unless something was to happen uh, to Godwin or Evans, uh, I, I believe Tyler Johnson will be the third wide receiver at some point uh, on the depth chart. I think that'll be pretty early in the season, but I think you're going to see a ton, a ton of two and even three tight end personnel from the Bucks this year, controlling the ball, short passing game, and kind of, kind of doing what he did in New England. Except uh, he has tremendous skill players uh, on this Tampa Bay team. So that's about it. That's a wrap for the uh, NFC South. And the upcoming will be the NFC West. Uh, great job, Guru, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Wiz.